Welcome, welcome to another episode of MCFC, the Movie Cinema Film Club. We have got a real fucking doozy for you this week. 1971's Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. Uh, Before we get into the discussion, and there will be some discussion, I can feel it in the air. It's sticky, it's sweaty, it's hot. Um, We're going to do our dailies, right? Yeah. So as we do those dailies, let me introduce you guys. Brittany, welcome. Sup. <laughs> Ian, how are you? Fantastic, my man. Oh, boy. And, and I'm here, too. My name is Bo. So let's, <laughs> uh, let's, uh, <laughs> let's get into our daily. So I just want to get this through. Ian, what is your daily for the week? <laughs> uh, I just did, like, I mentally paused. I was like, Ian, don't speak like the characters in the movie. You just watch that's really inappropriate uh so my daily for this past (laughs) week um so this past week in dallas uh there was the oak cliff film festival yeah and i was super pumped about it and i went on saturday to see a screening one portion of the show i didn't attend all three days it was a little pricey but mcfc had to be in attendance and uh quick you know, breakdown. Uh, I went to, uh, I invited a bunch of friends. And uh, again, this is supposed to be the best thing that happened to me this past week. But I, I went because uh, a friend of mine, his buddy directed this short film called Salad. Uh, this guy, Tremaine Townsend. It was very good. It was great, actually. And that's the reason we went. But it was part of this, like, eight short film screenings. And you know, the, the credo of MCFC is don't watch any trailers, kind of go in blind. I had invited a handful of people like, hey, uh, you want to check these films out? And uh, <laughs> I didn't realize it was the experimental short films. And boy, oh boy, <laughs> was I feeling guilty about inviting everyone. Now, everybody was troopers, but... You know, they were the type of experimental films that you really do feel like you're on psychedelic drugs. And it's not very accessible to most people. But my friends hung and they were all about it. And it was great. And I guess why this was the highlight of my weekend, it's been a long time since after a movie, we all went and grabbed a cocktail afterwards and had a nice little discussion. And that's really enjoyable. That's really fun. Obviously, it's not you guys. It's not as good as doing it with you guys. but. You don't have to hold everyone to the standard, you know, that we bring. That's okay. I, I, and I, no one can meet that standard. Yeah. But it was just, uh, it was great. It's been a kind of a long time since I've attended a movie with a lot of people and had that experience. And it's a lot of fun. I remember you all kind of talking about going to see like a, a Marvel movie with a bunch of people and then like geeking out about it afterwards. So mm-hmm. that was the highlight of my week, attending the Oak Cliff Film Festival and That's having awesome. a great discussion with friends afterwards. Yeah. I'm jealous. That's, yeah. that's great. Brad, how about you? Well, you know, the world, or more specifically, this country is a hellscape. Let's not, you know, beat around the bush. And so I, this past week, took joy wherever I could find it. And um, that ended up being in my spare moments in television. Um, and I just have a couple of shout outs, one of which is a new show on uh fx slash hulu if you're nasty uh called the bear and it's all about the world of food restaurants cooking debauchery and uh thankfully as we move forward as a society you know this world has been depicted more and more um realistically And I think that this is the most realistic I've seen thus far. And it also is a very enjoyable show. Um, All of the episodes are available. So I had to like calm myself and only watch half, but uh, highly recommend it. And then on the other end of the spectrum, something that uh, has been bringing me great joy, great mindless joy is something on Netflix called Floor is Lava. And if you're not familiar, it is exactly what it sounds like. 
Um, it is a bunch of adults trying to traverse through <laughs> a uh, Temple of Doom style. Uh, <laughs> what was that show from uh, Nickelodeon back in the day? Legends uh, of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes, exactly that, except the floor is lava and it's completely ridiculous and takes itself exactly the right level of serious, which is almost not at all. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just silly and it's a great thing to watch with people and just laugh and uh, and get almost too invested in, but not quite. So, yeah, just thank you, television, for um, distracting me enough to stay almost remotely sane in this past week. Mm. Let's rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, precisely. Um, my daily, daily for the week is... Uh, Last Wednesday, I made a mandate with my friend Diego, who I've spoken of before, and, and I've also spoke about how I'm, I'm totally a gamer uh, at, at certain pockets of my time. And um, we set up with intention to buy a new game called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. And... Uh, <laughs> It was the old classic arcade style of like side scrolling, beat 'em up, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game. Some new company did a new version of it, but it still looks like that old 8 bit style. Nice. And uh, our plan was to each order pizza. He lives in New York, I live in San Diego. We each ordered pizza, had it delivered. We ate pizza like the geeks that we are. We played this game online with each other for a couple hours, and it was just like, good old-fashioned kid fun you know it reminded me of playing you know on friday nights you'd get two liters of coke and a pizza and play video games on the nintendo all night long so it was uh it was a lot of good fun so that's mine that's rad where did you order pizza from where did i order pizza from yeah what will will it matter i mean the the local pizzeria calabunga dude um <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know I if you I wanted a Papa pizza John's. shot. I, Papa John's. No, no, I yeah. don't. I don't. Mm. Yeah, I think I ordered Papa John's because it was just like, in the you know, at this point, I'm just like, what can I get in 20 minutes, right? Like, what? <laughs> I don't. I don't need to order a, a hundred dollar pizza that get, takes three hours. So I was just like, I wanted old, like just wow. classic, like comes in a cardboard box piece of shit pizza, you know? Does Papa John's do so, the little yeah. table? Does anyone still do the little table? In the middle? I think if you have to order at a certain size, if I'm not oh, mistaken. And then that little white table. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. For the longest time, I didn't understand it. I just didn't understand it. It makes <laughs> sense when, like, there was a pizza I used to order and it came in a paper bag and they'd staple the bag, oh. right? Yeah. It would, it would come on this, you know, cardboard circle. They'd put it in uh. this plastic bag with the table on it. Then the table would, you know, obviously make the, paper bag not come down on it so it makes sure. sense but on a box i'm like how bad your how bad your box you know or how loaded how is, heavy your, is pizza? your pizza yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. All, right. all right supreme <laughs> righteous <laughs> <laughs> from downtown uh okay anyway okay let's let's get into these this movie um it's been a long time a coming uh and I'm very excited to talk about the 1971 film written, directed, acted, produced, and music <laughs> by Melvin Van Peebles. This guy could not get enough of himself. My goodness. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm just going to get right into this. Okay. Um, yeah. This movie is a lot. It's a lot. And. In many ways, uh, uh, the film the film world looks at this film as like something that started the idea of the black hero, the sort of like the black exploitation hero, um, which also brings up a lot of conversation for me, and I want to get into that later. But I try to think of like a funnier title than this title, but there isn't one. No. I mean, the title being "Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song." It's hard not to say that title. With a little bit of a little bit well, of attitude. Also, I mean, you have to read it as it is written, which is "Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song." 
It's not just badass. Right. There's a lot of lot of extra the letters in there. Song. Uh, there is. You're right. One um, letter for so, every role that Van Peebles filled of his own yeah. <laughs> filmmaking experience. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, I want to hear from you guys first, and this week we're going to start this off with Brit, so we can just get that out of the way. All right, Brit, what Surprising. are you feeling? What are you feeling about this film? <sighs> feeling, feeling a lot. Feeling a lot. First of all, I just have to give everyone listening the brief backstory that uh this this is not the first attempted watch uh for myself uh there was there was a time i would say years ago that i was with Bo looking through the criterion collection and we came across this video from what i remember i could be wrong but from what i remember it was like this round table of very respectable people in film talking about right. how important right. how influential how this you know this film changed their life it made them want to go into filmmaking you know all of these very grand statements and we kind of looked at each other like well clearly we have to watch this film like holy fuck and put it on and about 10 to 15 minutes later we were turning it off because holy shit um the opening to this film uh, sort of defies description, but um, I will say it is shocking, uh, cringeworthy, difficult to watch, uh, and not even mildly, quite extremely disturbing. Um, so that's like, that's how you're going into this. Um, and it really doesn't well, I, let I up think I th from there. <laughs> I was just going to say, Brett, I think the only way we can describe it is by describing it, really, because I think our, sure, our listeners, sure. most of the people listening are going to be like, well, what is it? And, yeah. and I think that it is such a big part of what this movie is. But it's, essentially, this film is about a young boy who seems to have been adopted into a brothel mm -hmm. and is helping the women there. And as he works in the brothel as a young boy, and this all moves very quickly in the beginning of the film, one of the prostitutes pulls him into her room and he looks to be maybe eight or nine years old mm, and young. pulls him into the room yeah. and says, all right, you're, we're going to do this. And like, they start having sex and, you know, as a viewer, that's jarring. Mm -hmm. And you're like, Whoa, what is this now? Did this ever happen in the, re in reality? Of course, I'm sure this type of thing has happened, but like, it's hard to watch, but yeah. more, more than that is like, the depiction of it in this film is hard to watch because of how awkward, how weird, how almost like unacted it is. It's very and strange. The woman proceeds to like have this amazing orgasm and <laughs> the kid is like, okay, what's that? And that's when the, the title card comes up and says, sweet, sweet bags, badass song. And you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Uh -huh. And immediately from that just, moment, you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just <laughs> it just continues to like re-edit that that same scene while the credits are coming over mm -hmm. this over the TV, and you're just like, this is a lot. It's a lot to handle. Yeah, you know, I'm not comfortable with watching that kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, Ian, did you you raised your hand. I did want just a quick comment, other elaboration on this opening scene, which. You know, you both took the words of what I jotted down verbatim of like jarring and shocking. And I think, have there been a lot of other movies and representations of like first sexual encounters at a young age? Yeah. I think what makes this so uncomfortable is like, this kid looks 10 years old. Like, and he looks. Yeah. It, and I just sat there and I don't think they show it, but I kept thinking. Do not show this child's penis on screen. I was like, please do not like. Right. This right. is cross. Right. It was just crossing a line of like, and yeah. it's the opening scene. So that's that's the only thing. It's like sometimes, yeah, maybe you see like a teenager, uh, very a very young teenager, and like, oh, okay, that might be more relatable. You see like a fourteen year old or something, but mm -hmm. this kid looks not. I mean, he he looks just so ba like pedophilia. Right. Like ah, right. So right. That's right. all. It does. Yeah, and I think you know, yeah. and and this maybe would. I think you could apply what I'm about to say to a lot of this film, but uh, I think there would have been a way to depict this scene 
and still use a young kid and still get the same message across without it being so, I don't even know what the word is, but just there was a different path to, to still shock us, still have us understand, you know, the, how this kid was brought into this world and the situation that he was raised in, but, but not quite in that way. And I just think like execution across the board is pretty atrocious. I would say that, yeah, the execution, I think it is, in, in my opinion, um, I keep going back and forth about this film because like, was it important? at the time yeah maybe it was that no one was telling this story whatever this story you know ends up being it wasn't being told in this way but i feel like the reason this this film ultimately kind of fails on many levels for me is because uh i think the filmmaking is bad i think it's like i think this filmmaker is sort of like uh, you know i want to make a film and he did it and he he did it and it looks like he did it with his friends and his family and he had this idea and good for him for pulling the trigger and doing it but that doesn't make it a good film it just means that he did it right right and 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 did this was this the seed for something that comes later for sure it seems like many people were like oh my gosh like this can be done like this kind of thing can be done i can i can do this thing too okay that's great but like i don't i'm not i'm not applauding this this film because it, it is bad on so many levels uh technically uh the story is not really good the acting is fucking god awful it, it just it really does seem like he got his friends and family to do something um and, and again does that mean it's important yes does that make it a good film it doesn't um so i just i kind of wanted to say that just to give a little bit more premise on this movie after this happens very quickly, we see Sweetback in a situation where years later, he's much older and he's, he's still 12. sort of like in, yeah, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> he's still in this world where, uh, you know, the thing that he offers the most is his sexual ability. Um, so his, his, main, his main offering to the world is that he has sex in front of these like parties and things like that. So it's mm -hmm. kind of this world that like, you know, kind of, it must exist, but like, it isn't in the the forefront of everyone's like, oh, this is a job you can have. Like, but Sweetback is, in fact, having sex in front of people, and everyone's like, wow, Sweetback, Sweetback. Um, but then in in the corruption of police, uh, and all of these things, the police come to this place where he's having sex, and um, they need someone to go into the police because they're looking for a person mm. uh, for a crime and they know they just have to bring someone in because the commissioner is like, you got to find somebody. And so they ask the owner of the brothel and they, they say, hey, Sweetback, you're going to go in. You're just going to spend a couple hours and then they're going to let you go. No problem. But on the way to the police station, Sweetback is with them in, in, in the police car and then they start picking on this Black Panther and Sweetback sort of like weirdly is watching this and then says, no, I'm not taking it anymore. I'm not watching you rough up my people anymore. And so he beats the shit out of the police, lets the Black Panther go. And that's kind of where the movie starts, right? Which is like yeah. now Sweetback is on the run and he's trying to get away from the police. So I just want to give that, I know that gives a lot of the movie away, uh, but I do think that like, if we don't say that, then we're going to have a hard time talking about what this movie is doing, right? <laughs> Ultimately, what it's about this, this guy who, <laughs> who stands up to the man at the time, mm -hmm. and he says, you know, no, I'm, I've had enough. I'm not taking this anymore. And he sort of sticks it to the man and then goes on the run. And I think that is why it was so important at the time. This is 1971. There was a lot of injustice. There still is. But, like, I think the idea of Sweetback standing up and taking, taking charge makes him a hero. But other than that one moment, I'm still trying to find out where Sweetback is a hero. Yeah. You know? Well, and especially when one of my main problems with this movie is like, I can, to some very small extent, look past the bad acting and the sound and every technical thing and all of that bullshit, right? 
But then if I'm looking past all of that, I need for there to still be some kind of like central message or story that I can get behind. And I think the most gigantic failure of this movie is that I would like to be able to look at it now in the year 2022 and be like, well, at least this was, you know, this must have been very exciting as a black person in 1971 to be like, holy shit. I'm not just some thug criminal piece of shit on screen. I'm a hero. That would have been so Mm -hmm. exciting. But then at the same time, you just brought it up, Bo, like he is this like hypersexualized being in this to an extent that I'm like, this guy's not a hero in this. And like, I was super frustrated with that while I was watching it because it's like, you these two things cannot be and i actually uh i'm gonna be playing the role of ian tonight i have a quote um that i think speaks on this perfectly and uh it's from someone called joan mellon who wrote this book big bad wolves masculinity in american film and in it she uh is kind of taken down van peebles for quote Marrying his criticism of racial injustice in America to the myth of the inexhaustible sexuality of the black male, refurbishing the old racist stereotype of the buck, a black stud. Sweetback is nothing more than an embodiment of how white society has fantasized black sexuality. And so I think that's like a much more eloquent way of saying like I was watching this just going like, how is this how you're depicting your hero? Like it just... It, it doesn't fucking I add felt up. I the and same I, way. Yeah, I feel like if that aspect of it was not there or at least was not so fucking prevalent because he literally ends up getting out of every situation with sex somehow, it's fucking insane. Yeah. Um, then I it's feel gross. like there would have been a little <laughs> bit more to hold on to in terms of like, all right, well, the execution is sloppy, but like at least it is this beacon of like finally a black hero in film. And that would have been something so exciting if it had like just focused on that. But then of course... It's an absolute shit show in every but other way. The the truth is he doesn't have any great lines. He doesn't he say anything. No lines. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have anything that he says that's necessarily very intelligent or very like mm-hmm. witty or uh you know profound in any way. His main ability is that he f- he can fuck and that people can't handle themselves around and they're like, oh, just give me the sweet back. And then the one heroic thing he does is actually punch police officers and then run away. It's like, I don't know if this is the, this to me, like everything you just said, I agree with. And I'm just reiterating in my way. I'm sorry, Ian, you want to say something? Yeah, no, I, uh, in every episode takes a different flow or, you know, pace to it. I'm going to interject only in that I actually have very different takes on a couple of the points you made. Right. Uh, almost directly, I had almost completely opposite feelings where, you know, what I liked about this movie was like, however jumbled I would agree. And uh, I feel like uh, at least the first two thirds of the film are disjointed in a way that it is very difficult to follow it there's really no it's not sewn well together it's just kind of a scene after a scene after a scene that doesn't fit well or it doesn't flow well but my takeaway however for all those flaws was like at least he had a main theme and to me like the whole main theme was enough is enough i'm standing up to this man and sure. fighting back and being you know whatever it is I'm, you know, I think he says something like, you know, the dues are coming. I'm coming back and collecting on my dues. And, you know, I think this was required viewing for Black Panthers of the time of civil rights movements. It really was this first portrayal of a black man fighting cops back. And like the symbolism of him constantly being on the run, like there's a scene after scene of him just like, I'm running from the law, from the man. Um, but when confronted face to face, like I'm not backing down, I'm not acquiescing, I'm going to fight you back. And so that to me was like, that's his message. And I agree, you know, with your quote that I think, I don't think he executed this well. I think, you know, from what I've also read, Van Peebles' approach to this portrayal of Sweet, sweet Back 
is playing all the stereotypes stereotypes of white America of the junkies, the sexual you know bucks, uh, the shocking uh, disgust of the white man and when a, like an African American sleeps with a white woman like all there's like that's played mm-hmm. out. We have the, the 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 heroin junkies. We have all these characters that is often portrayed of representing the black community and Van Peebles is kind of like playing on those stereotypes to then set up like, but then we're not that, but there's too much of that that actually just perpetuates those stereotypes. So I think he does (laughs) fail on that notably. And I think it fails again. I'm not here to like edit his film, but if I were to change one major thing is there's that pivotal scene where the midway through the movie where he encounters the Hell's Angels, he encounters the biker gang. Like, we challenge you to a duel! And at this stage in the process of our hero's journey, if we want to believe, like, okay, you were born, like, you were raised in a brothel, that's not your fault. You were sexually assaulted and basically raped, that's not your fault. Turns out you have, like, a great penis and a very sweet, (laughs) sweet back. That's not your fault either. You know, he's a black Dirk Diggler. Who knows? Whatever, like... (laughs) Now he's like great at having sex. That's awesome. And, uh, but then there's this pivotal moment of almost like, hey, like let's reference, refer, uh, reference uh, Motorcycle Diaries of Che Guevara is like, oh, there's poor people. Like, oh, these black men are just getting beat the shit out of by cops. I'm going to stand up for this. Now I'm the hero. But then midway through the film, so he should be on this new path. And when he's confronted with like, your challenge to a duel, he's like, I'm going to have sex with this woman and dominate her. Like, no, like that should, <laughs> that's where you kind of fail Van Peebles. He should have either fought or done anything else other than reinforcing, this is what I do best. And that's right. kind of where it does fail and just kind of reinforce and perpetuate those stereotypes. Uh, but the only other thing, the only other point that was made about like the, maybe the failed acting I actually think Van Peebles does a pretty good job as Sweet Sweetback. And what works for me with his character is the minimal dialogue. And he just kind of always has these like dead eyes, like these dead soulless eyes that just look like I'm a defeated man navigating in the white man's world. And I think that kind of works for me of kind of this, I have nothing to lose. Like it's kind of, but it is confusing to me. I'm going to contradict my own point where he seems almost suicidal and fatalistic. But then every time I think he's just going to give up because he often will give himself up to the cops and then fight back. And it's very confusing. Like why he, he, and that didn't really make sense to me. So I do think that kind of fails as much as I was like, (laughs) he's it's his, his efforts towards freedom are perplexing. So Mm. I didn't, I guess I didn't hate it as much as y'all where I'm like, mm. I actually kind of liked his character, his quiet character. And I, if nothing else, I thought he did, Ben Peebles did maintain this theme throughout that I like, this is my one message. So. Okay. Yeah. I don't, uh, I will say I didn't think the acting was necessarily the, the biggest offense by any means. Like I think, I'll agree with you. Like I had no problem with Van Peebles being this sort of like quiet, you know, mysterious hero kind of thing. Like that's fine. And, and of the lines that he did give, like, yeah, it wasn't like it was atrocious. I think a lot of the supporting people were bad as far as acting is concerned, but I think what made the acting look much worse than it actually was, was the editing because the editing well, I mean, clearly he was not a fucking film editor. Like, and I understand he was doing oh, yeah. this, you know, and just trying to like make this movie happen. And he had almost no money. I get that. But like, holy fucking fuck. The editing was so infuriating so often throughout this in ways where things didn't add up. They were repeated. And I know there was a lot of like repetition purposefully, especially in terms of just the sound and like, toward the end when he's in the desert and all that shit is like being, you know, chanted over and over. I get that. But I mean like repetition in terms of like someone throws something and you see that thing go and hit a wall, but then it like backtracks and now that thing is in the air again. And that, you know, it's just like, there were things that like continuity did not, 
exist and mm. it was just infuriating to watch like i don't have any other word than just like i was like pulling my hair out trying to follow a scene and it was just so messy of the supporting cat you know actors who did you think gave some of the, gave one of the worst performances who the worst performances yeah well what i what i loved and this is this is also like i'm not mad at it but I do think it's funny sometimes in black films how poorly the lines are given to to like white people, like the <laughs> cops, and the way that they're delivered. It always, it really is always like. And listen, this has been done to to uh, people of color for forever, right? You know how many times we have to see a, a person of color do that dance, and you're like, oh, I'm so sorry that you had just. You had to be the maid. You had to do that dance. You had to do this thing. Right. But it's like in this movie, it was kind of it's kind of funny. Every cop was like, "Hey, we better get them." Okay, but I don't know where to go. It's like, what is happening here? Like, when did all you white fucking... people start caring about black people? Progress. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like some of that acting is really bad. But I mean, ultimately, I think that the the scene that I could not get past is like. The, the scene is that like okay this guy is supposed to be amazing at sex and every oh, scene that had sex in it i was like that looks like the worst sex i've ever even heard of where it's, it's like is it he sex just if you're not kind of sat there yeah he yeah. Just, just sat there he's like and here's so like, my dick I let me just lay here now <laughs> so so what i thought i kept thinking is like I wonder if that's the only way they could get this movie made is if you, if you don't show mm. movement, then it's okay to like screen it. Didn't but it get rated show, X? By an all way three. I, I, I just think like, I cannot believe that this is, this is he, what he just like puts it in there, stops. And it's just like unbelievable. Like this is a superpower. Holy moly. I mean, yeah, I was going to um, say like, maybe, uh, Maybe his dick was that amazing that like he didn't even need just once it's in, it's just like, just wait for that orgasm. Like he doesn't even need to move. <laughs> Jesus. For this film, he amazing. manufactured like the first vibrator. Right. Like, wow. Yeah, right. This sweet, sweet. What is this? <laughs> it's got 12 speeds. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you. there is. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't, I, I thought you were going to say in terms of, the scene you couldn't get past was like uh beetle taking a shit on screen oh my god like, i, I was gonna say it. when you when you asked that about worst bad. actors i was like i don't want to talk about worst actors i want to talk about my favorite actor and that was him that entire scene i was just like it was the most joy i had in the movie for sure it was so absurd and that guy was fucking amazing <laughs> i just uh yeah but it's like it it's so silly. It's so stupid. Also, he took a shit. I mean, first of all, th there's so much of that one scene. He took a shower, right? Sweetback walks in yeah. while this guy's in the shower. He gets out of the shower, puts a towel around him, doesn't dry off, just puts the towel around, then immediately sits down while Sweetback is in the room, takes a shit, just lifts up the towel. So he showers, then shits, then takes a piece of toilet paper, just goes, whoop, and flush to the toilet and walks away. I was like, yeah. this man is a true champion of life. I have no notes. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> Jeez. Huh. So, um, any other points on this film at all? Okay. I do. Yeah. I do think the last third of the movie is more accessible or watchable. I mean, the last there is basically his fleeing to Mexico. And, you know, I found it more watchable. Again, it's very redundant, a lot of the scenes. But I didn't mind it. It was just kind of like, all right, I got to get away. Uh, compared to the first two thirds that were like, what the sweet back is this? What the hell is going on? Yeah. I also didn't mind some of the visual techniques that he did there was a lot of like psychedelic overlays that i thought some of it did work and so i guess if i'm going to like defend this a little bit i think he experimented a bit and was very guerrilla style like mm -hmm. warfare mm -hmm. not being racist 
Uh, oh my gee, god! Get, like, okay. Well, now you are. <laughs> yeah, now I, mean, you I didn't are. think that until yeah. you said it. I but think, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Oh my gosh! No, edit, edit that out. Please edit that. Nope. Out. Please. <laughs> I was. G U E R I L L A. Yep, 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 yep. Oh God, I'm gonna. Yeah, that's why we wouldn't have thought the other way. Right. <laughs> Goodness yeah. gracious. Ah. Goodness. Well, anyhow, you can't. Um, you can't be a politician now. Yeah. Can't. I can't run for office. It's on the it's tape. Over. As I'm defending Melvin Van Peebles' black exploitation, <laughs> you know, masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, no one listens to the show anywhere. Uh, so, <laughs> oh my god! Oh no, my so god. all I no, I do think the point I was trying to make was I will. I, this is one where in kind of important and you know impressive and I'm gonna like kind of award points for it. he took a lot of risks. He mm-hmm. went for it. Did a lot of it fail? Of course. Like a lot of this, this isn't, you know, an Academy Award winning movie by any means. But I guess I give him a lot of respect for having an idea and just fucking doing it. And he had like no yeah. money, you know, and he did ninety like so much of it. And uh yeah. you know, it's out there in the world and a lot of people it's part of like the film registry of some of the most important pictures of cinema of the last 50 years. So for all its flaws, well, that, we, 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 we get into this a lot, which is like, is it good or is it important? Right. You know? Yeah. And sometimes a film can be good and not that important and it can be important and not that good. And then it can be both. Right. Sure. And so, I mean, to me, I always argue about the searchers. Um, but cause I felt like it was important and it was good, but, I think this movie was important and it just is not good at all. Um, so I wouldn't recommend to watch this. I would just say this is one of those films that like led the way to get to where the the whole black exploitation event sort of starts yeah. in this era. Yeah. And so thank goodness it does. But other than the fact that most heroes in black exploitation are very serious, very cold, and they're badass, like I don't think there's much that comes from this, to be honest. Maybe giving it to the man, sticking it to the man in a sense, but I don't really think he even did that much. He really only punched two cops, you know? <laughs> and and it's like well <laughs> there's so much unreality here, like with the Hell's Angels like rolling up on them saying like uh, let's challenge you to a duel. And it's like, oh, wh- fucking, I'm going to fuck you. Okay, yeah. Pick the one woman in our Hell's Angels group. You're going to fuck her. And if you don't fuck her right, we're going to kill you. Oh, you fucked yeah. her so good. We'll let you go. It's like, what the hell is going on here? You haven't ever what found yourself the... in that situation? I mean, that was I mean, that was going to be my daily that that happened to me last week. Oh, I just oh. thought, you know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I was, I wasn't fucking my way out of trouble, but I was also going to say the other, like one of the most confusing scenes to me near the end, again, these are all spoiler alerts, whatever it's the podcast, but like near the end, he reveals to the viewer that he's got like a very bad bullet wound or a wound on his ribs that I'm like, you just ran. For the last thirty minutes yeah. of this, like I like it didn't. Yeah, that that might have been another one of those editing pieces where like the way they show it in the picture is he just ran the L.A. marathon, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, geez, what's going on with my ribs? That is a gashing wound that now I'm in the desert." Right. Like, like there's no that does that that bothered me quite a bit. So it's like this sure. this doesn't well, make sense. And the act. The fact that he just put dirty sand in it, and then the day later he's ready to run again. It's like, what is going on here? Yeah, I wasn't totally sure about the science behind that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I do want to say, I do, I do agree with Ian. One of the things that I did respect was like the vi- even though not every visual style and treatment worked for me, uh, I. I I did think there were some cool shots and I appreciated 
all of the experimentation. And also, I thought that the soundtrack was good as long as they were only playing one song at a time, which Jeez, unfortunately right? was not very often. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. I could see I like wanting it. to split the screen, like, okay, that's a style choice. And I can look at these two things at the same time, but for you to be playing a song and then abruptly cut another song in that they're not even, the beats aren't even synced up. They're just two yeah. absolutely battling different timing of songs that is just a discombobulated cacophony of bullshit um which is my new alternate title for this film yeah uh, okay okay <laughs> discombobulated it, it like, cacophony uh, of bullshit <laughs> i think uh sweet discombobulated <laughs> cacophony yeah I, I i think someone would probably say oh that's supposed to you know show the chaos of the situation it was like no. no, because you could do that in so many different ways. So yeah. many different ways. Um, I wrote a little something here, uh, sort of my take ultimately on this, and I just was going to read it because I think it sums up what I've said, but like, I want to make sure I say all these things. Mm. Um, I wrote, uh, this is disturbing. It's a disturbing, stereotypical, and all-around rough-to-the-touch movie. This hero story really has no hero beyond the moment that Sweetback beats the cops up. Everything else is sort of airless and lacking any real emotion, and instead it serves up silly dialogue and stereotypical caricatures. The truth is that Sweet isn't sweet, he isn't badass, and his song is both edited poorly and out of tune. This feels more like a white person's ignorant take on black culture. Benny Hill could have directed this. That's <laughs> how I feel. Wow. That is how I feel. I feel like there were times where if I re-edited this and I but I put in it's like boink boink wow wow it's like yeah, it would work it would work it yeah, would totally sure. work yeah. and that makes me sad it makes me sad that this is the film that people look to as like the guiding light the start of it all it's like really I don't I don't agree well I really I, just I think don't agree you can by all means look at this as the guiding light, the start of, of it all. And also recognize that it was not well executed. Like this could have inspired yeah. plenty of things. That doesn't mean it's a good movie. Yeah. Well, sorry, yeah. Ian. <laughs> I guess we'll all find out how good of a movie we think about it after we rate it. But oh boy, yeah, Ian's gonna and, Ian's uh, gonna come you know, in with the with the bow moment. He's gonna be like, actually, I gave yeah. this a one point five. I just wanted to, you know. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go um, bow and like this is a ten. This is a ten. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I'm rewatching it. I like how you make me sound so infeminate. <laughs> <laughs> That's as the it's top. like this is a ten. It's a it's a total ten. I just sound like Rip Van Torn. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh my God! It's a ten, you know. Um, anyway, before we get to the ratings and before we get to trivia, we do have a word from our sponsor. Uh, oh. So sit back, relax, as the one of the policemen from Sweet Sweetback's badass song reads this advertisement. You know, nothing puts the hold up on giving your woman that good good like a dry dick without motion. Ladies need movement, and without the right lubricant, you never can groove again. That's why you need Sweet Sweetback's badass lube. Next time, you, next time you're out with your lady and you're nine years old, use Sweet Sweetback's badass lube. You'll love it so much the police will be after you. Hell's Angels approved. Sweet Sweetback's badass lube. Don't just lay there, play there. Not safe for light skin types. <laughs> wow, we have gotten such amazing sponsors. <laughs> I know, I really love this week's sponsor. Thank you, Sweet Sweetback's thank you, badass thank lube. You, thank you uh, for the lube. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. And now it's trivia time. So get ready, guys. Um, this first question is a little bit of a loop, so I'm going to ask you to do something a little different this week, okay? As we know, the trivia questions, first one is worth one point, the second one is worth two. Uh, the first one is the only one that's kind of wild, so I'm going to ask you to actually 
close your eyes, and when you know the answer, raise your hand. Oh. Okay. Emoji okay. hand or real hand? Because if we are as a your real hand. My real. Okay. Okay. Your real hand. Okay. Your real hand. Okay. Okay. So here's the first trivia question. Close your eyes, guys. Mm -hmm. Sweet Sweetback's badass song is a mouthful of a title to say. With its excessive use of extra vowels and consonants, it's impossible not to say the title without using a little bit of attitude and sass. So, how many letter S's are used in the title? Go ahead, Brittany. Six. That's too many. That is incorrect. Ian, do you want to? Okay, Ian's hand is up. How many letter S's are used in the title? Eight. That is incorrect. Ah. In total, in total, there are nine S's ah. used oh my in God, Sweet wait. Sweetback's oh, badass song. I was just counting the S's in badass. <laughs> <laughs> How many are in badass? Five? Wait, yeah, how yeah. many are in badass? There are five. There are uh, five in badass. Uh, uh, yeah. Good question. Damn. <laughs> okay, so no points on that one, but we do go into question number two, which is worth two points. Are our Here we go. eyes closed? Still closed? No, you can yeah. you you can leave your eyes open and, and, and you can uh, okay. you can raise your computer hand if that's what you want. Great. Um <laughs> Mario Van Peebles plays young Sweetback in this movie, directed by his father, Melvin. Mario went on to act in many films, including New Jack City and Ali. In 1987, he starred in the fourth installment of the failing Jaws franchise, Jaws the Revenge. Who was the lead actor in that movie? <laughs> Ooh, that's a... I mean, if you had asked me, I'd be like, they, they went to four on that, huh? Okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it was, I think it was Jaws, Jaws 2, Jaws 3D, and then Jaws 4, Ooh. The Revenge. Okay. Wow. I did Any not guesses? know the... Um... Go ahead, Britt. Uh, I'm going to say, since it's the 80s, uh, let's go with some Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> okay, that was... That was a that was a guess, and yes, no, that's incorrect. I just incorrect. gotta get my guess in. It's fine. Yes, gotta get your guess in. Go ahead, Ian. Did you raise your hand? I did. No? I'm sorry. 1987. Okay, it's the fourth Jaws. I'm gonna say Don Johnson. Oh, that Whoa. that's a closer guess, but that is incorrect. The actual ah. answer is: Are you ready? Are you ready? Jeff Bridges. Melvin Van Peebles. <laughs> Michael Caine. What? Are you kidding That's... me? I am not. Oh my God, Michael! What happened in the eighties? Do we need to call him? I'm Is not he sure, okay? But... You're gonna need a bigger <laughs> boat, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> There's three steps to every shark attack. <laughs> <laughs> somehow, somehow, you're way more Australian, Brit. I don't know. <laughs> He's a hard like, one. <laughs> it's a vibe of the thing. <laughs> He's dreaming. Uh, okay, so no points this week. No oh points at God. all. Um, Yikes. That's okay. That's okay. We're going to get back to our ratings now. Let's rate Sweet Sweetback's <laughs> badass song. Mm. Brittany, what's your rating yes. on this film? Well, you know, for all nine S's... Uh, within this film and everything that we have discussed, I don't feel that I need to reiterate anything. I gave this a 3.5. <gasps> wow. Sorry. Very important. Honestly, two of those points were just for importance. That's it. Mm. This is an you said, absolute. You said 3.5. Yep. This is a garbage film. This is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. 3.5 for Brit. Ian, what's your rating? Well, you see, Bo. <laughs> on MCFC, we go through this <laughs> week after week. And it's... <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> I gave it's this... It's not a good impression if you can't get through one line without laughing hysterically. 
But that's the trick, you see. <laughs> so- <laughs> okay, that, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. <laughs> that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Uh, I gave this a 7.1. Holy <laughs> fuck. I put this in my Jodorowsky, David Lynch, Eraserhead, slash like oh. uh, Holy Mountain wheelhouse. Like I would rewatch this. I would recommend this. What? I think it's, I, again, I think the last half third is like not bad. It's not a bad film. Oh Did my God. That sounds like, that sounds like, that sounds like cinema reparations. That's what that sounds like. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you, you for your that, contribution, you Ian, but I'll just take the 40 acres. That's a bullshit rating. <laughs> uh, wow, that's a bit. 7.1. 7.1. Because you couldn't just stop wow. at 7. No. You, you had to give it that little extra 1.1. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so we've got a 3.5 and 7.1. I am not afraid to tell you guys I gave this movie a 2. Wow. I found wow. this movie to be close to unwatchable. For many, many reasons. Um, if you ask me if we're rating this on importance, on what it brought to, you know, it's, it's sort of like, um, you know, the Matrix created this technology with the cameras, right? And then all oh, it's 3D tech, took all these photos and you could stop motion kind of technology. And that's important. It was important to go forward with that. But does that make it a better film at its core? It, it doesn't. That's and not so a fair comparison because like, The Matrix is like the greatest movie of all time, oh. obviously. Okay. All right. Well, what I'm saying is, is now just, we understand because this Ian movie has, it's just because this movie has something that created more after it, I don't think this makes it a good film. And I'm rating this film, and so I'm giving this film a two. Hmm. Okay, so, well, that's Sweet Sweetback's badass song. It sounds like, uh, you know, two out of three of us say don't watch it, and mm. one of us says lock it in. It's a classic. Um, we love you guys. As we say to you every week, we want you to get out there and watch more movies. If you've got one that you want us to listen to, send it. Uh, until next time, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. All right, listeners, Ian here, uh, and we're going to change gears uh, quite a bit and jump back to the 60s with 1967's In the Heat of the Night, directed by Norman Jewison and starring one Sidney Poitier. Uh, Can't wait to see you next week. Movie Cinema Film Club is brought to you by Shit Show Media. Make sure you check out all of our upcoming movies we'll be talking about on our Instagram at Movie Cinema Film Club. If you have an opinion, a comment, or a movie you think we should watch and discuss, email us at moviecinemafilmclub at gmail.com. This week's episode was written by Ian Schof, Brittany Everett, and me, Bo Hufford, and it was edited by Brittany Everett. Remember, support your local cinema, don't spoil films, be oh so quiet at the movies, and for the love of God, choose to read subtitles and boycott film dubbing. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.